0: Victory Podcast.
1: What's up, Titans fans? Welcome into another episode of the Second and Victory Podcast. My name is Austin Nelson. Happy that you guys are joining us uh, for another episode. We appreciate the support. Um, Before we get started, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. Stop what you're doing and get us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Um, You can find us all on there. The latest Titans news. And we have a lot of fun on there. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, rate five stars, do all that kind of stuff. We appreciate it. Um, it's been a few weeks since we've uh, had a podcast. Uh, off season for everybody on vacations doing things. But I'm happy to be sitting here with my guys, Chris Carter and Brett Batchelor. What's up, fellas? What's How's up? Going? What is up?
0: Glad to have Chris back
1: on. No doubt. I was going to say, Chris, yeah. what's up, man?
2: Good, man. Excited to, uh, excited to talk some Titans. Get,
1: get you a tan at all at the beach?
2: No, I, you know, I, uh, this was the one year like I didn't spend a lot of time on the beach itself. I wouldn't play disc golf with my cousins. And, Did you? Yeah. Uh, it rained you a little a good, bit. So, are you a good
0: disc golf player?
2: Oh, no, not by any means. <laughs> uh, we played duos and, and we, we went one over the first day, broke even the second day. So,
0: nice. There you go. That's nice. That's yeah. good. Dude, it, was actually, a,
2: it was a tough course. It was through the woods and stuff. It was the, the place was called Splinter City. Uh, it's oh, in Myrtle wow. Beach. So, uh, we stayed in North Myrtle. drove about 30 minutes to, to play there. It was a lot
0: of fun. Speaking disc of golf that, did y'all see, did y'all see that disc golf throw this past weekend that everybody's freaking out about on social media?
2: Yeah, it was insane.
0: Dude, did you see that, Austin? I did not. Bro, so basically, real quick, the, the equivalent of it was, there was some, I don't know the guy's name. He was going against Paul McBeth, which is like the Tiger Woods of disc golf. Okay. And he had to make a hole-in-one on the last hole to go into a playoff for the world championship. And he made a hole in one and then beat Paul McBeth in the playoff to win the world championship. Wow. Yeah. It was like the coolest it was, apparently it's like the biggest thing ever in disc golf history. And is this some random guy, some random dude who's on the disc golf tour that, that took him down.
1: Interesting.
2: So I, uh, my, my cousin that I played with, he uh, he's a teacher uh, in South Carolina. And one of his co-workers was actually the, uh, women's 2006 rookie of the year and the 2010 women's national champion. Um, oh my
0: gosh. Geez. So
2: she, she has been teaching him like um, just, you know, all the, all the ins and outs of, of disc golf. And he's, he's really good. Uh, my cousin has gotten really good. He, he almost used to like 350 footer. Um, it, it skimmed Dang. the top, it skimmed the top of the chains. Um so you know, it, it was a lot of fun. That I, disc golf is such a joy. Uh, it, it like, especially if you're not playing solos. Like if you're playing with people, uh, it's just a, a good time,
1: man. Chris, I'm kind of like you. I picked up golf here recently in the last couple of years. Um, it's just I, I'm with you. Like I can play by myself, but like with people, um, I just have a lot of fun with it, and I'm getting a lot better. Brett, I just shot my best score yet last weekend. Oh, uh, whoa, my best round, fired? 94.
0: Hey, that's But, good hey, attempt. it was let's a go, strong 94, dude. So <laughs> Let's go,
1: good. bro. And I'll be honest, man. Uh The 94 could have been like an 88. I lost a few balls off the tee. So that's my yeah. – it's, it's the thing I'm working on now. It's kind of getting more on the fairway. Man, that's um, – yeah, bro, that's so big time. Where'd you find that? Uh, Smyrna.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, Smyrna, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, bro. yeah bro. That's one of the things about golf, too, is you – you, that's what kind of drives you back, too, because you, you finish a round, and you're like, dang, man, it could have been, like, five shots better. 100%. Uh, every single time. But but I know that you're getting better, though, too, because, one, we talked about when you hold out a couple of weeks ago from yeah. 30 yards. And then I sent you that post on Instagram about when you're driving past golf courses and it draws you in. That's kind of how I knew that you were really, really starting to get that golf bug.
1: Oh, I got the itch for sure. And I have done it <laughs> the last couple of years. I've got, like, new bag, new clubs, new driver. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated to it now. So, like, just from this point on, I hate that I picked it up so late in life. I was yeah. older played <clears throat> 10 years ago in high school or whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm addicted now, too. But real, real quick, too,
0: like, that's one thing that I was always told, like, growing up, it's like, it's because like I played everything growing up just like everybody else did, but I stuck with golf and everybody else played those other sports. And all my buddies now that have graduated college or are in college that have now picked up golf, kind of like you, they're like, dang, man, I, I kind of wish I, I started playing earlier. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it seems it goes that way for everybody. Yeah.
2: See, I, I grew up on golf. Like I was, I was on the golf team in middle school and high school. Uh, and then I broke my wrist and it got me out of the game. And I still uh, yeah. play, I play often. I'm playing uh, in Indianapolis in two weeks. Um, Let's go. But we, uh, I just don't play consistently enough. And I think the thing I like about disc golf versus golf is that disc golf is free. Uh, You you don't have to ever pay unless you're buying, (laughs) buying discs. So um, that I'm sure that'll change at some point as it gets more popular. That's Um, what I was saying
1: next is that it's just such a expensive hobby.
2: Yeah. Have y'all heard about sling golf? So it's, it's wild. I actually saw it on Shark Tank and I looked up on their website and they have, like, locations all around the country that they've partnered with where you can rent these sling sling clubs. And uh, Austin, uh, Champions Run is actually a partner of theirs. Okay. Uh, but it's one club. You use one club the whole time, and you you literally sling it. Um, it's wild. Uh, y'all should look it up. But Definitely. I kind of want to go out to Champions Run and just try it.
1: I'll try it. It's not far from us at all. No. All right. There's our off to talk for those that were uh, – worrying about us and what we're doing this offseason. We're all at disc golf. Brett and I are golfing. That's our uh, offseason hobbies at the moment. So you can tell that we're definitely missing some Titans football. But we got a little bit to talk about, not much, just a little bit uh, to make us through. Um, Chris, I know you wanted to talk about this tweet that triggered all Titans fans in the last couple days. Uh, So who tweeted it?
2: Who is this? Uh, So it it was from PFF. Uh, but it was uh, Eric Eager's um, top 10 quarterbacks list. Um, and it is a uh, a very interesting list. Um, it's, a, it's a doozy. Yeah. I mean, so one, two, and three, and four. I mean, those are the four that you kind of...
1: So read them read, off. Read them off.
2: Anybody's going to have these guys. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. That's your top four. Five, you've got Josh Allen. Six, Dax, Dak Prescott. Seven, this is where it gets really interesting. Seven, Matt Ryan. Eight, Kirk Cousins. Nine, Baker Mayfield. And ten, Lamar Jackson. So, uh, as, as you can tell, Ryan Tannehill's not on here uh, at all. And I think, I think the thing that bothers me about that is that Tannehill the last two years is statistically, what, a top three quarterback in the NFL.
1: He's been and better than is- my hopes.
2: This In is a. categories. This is an analytics website. Like, <laughs> you you literally base all of your your sports commentary on analytics, and then you're not even going to use those as part of your quarterback rankings. I thought that was kind of weird, but yeah. having having uh, Kirk Cousins on here, I thought was very interesting.
0: I think having uh, Matt Ryan on there too is pretty interesting. Yeah, no, I, I agree.
1: I agree with that too. Uh, and I think having Jackson at ten is interesting. Yeah.
0: I think too, I think regardless of the off the field issues, I think that you could just go ahead and throw Deshaun Watson in there if you want to, if you're going off talents and stats alone.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, the, uh, you know, Dak Dak didn't play uh, a full season last year.
1: He's on there. So, yeah, I'm with you, Brett. Honestly, I, I get the entire Deshaun Watson stuff going on right now, but. You can't tell me he's not a top ten quarterback in the league. You're crazy. Exactly. You could argue he's so, top
2: five. So my question to you guys is: How many? What quarterbacks do you firmly rank ahead of Tannehill in the NFL? Firmly? Yeah. Like no firmly. question.
1: All he right, is so, a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. So I would, I would go the top. I'm looking at this list now. I'm, I'm looking at it, to it like you. I would go Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, Wilson. I would go Deshaun Watson. There's five. You can argue. <laughs> I'd go Josh Allen. I'd go Josh I Allen. Too. I would
2: too. I would too. There's
1: six, and then I would say I truly would say Dak Prescott. I love Dak, so I think seven. And I really honestly, well, all right, Lamar Jackson too. He's got an MVP. It's hard not to say he's he's not a top top eight quarterback in the league. All right, so I I would say. Tannehill is no worse than in the ninth, ninth best quarterback in the league. I think he's better than Baker. I think he's better than Kirk Cousins. He's better than Matt Ryan. I think he's still, he's still better than Justin Herbert. All the, all the new guys coming up. Um, yeah, I'd go nine. I don't think. I don't, Tannehill,
0: I don't think you
2: rank him worse than seven.
0: I think Tannehill is that guy that you can perfectly place in the seven to 10 range. Kind of like what Austin said, the, sure. the names, the names that you mentioned are the ones that are definitely ahead of them. I totally agree with you, Austin. And I think with the, with the Bakers and with the Lamars and those guys, I think that's when the argument really comes to fruition about where you can place who and what certain spot based off of how you want to run your offense and stats and everything like that.
1: So Chris asks, I I told you guys before we we hopped on here that I saw another tweet with Tannehill in the rankings, and it was from PFF George. Uh, George Charori. Charori. His is a little different than the first one. So he has Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, Allen, and then Russell Wilson, which I don't agree with. Um, Prescott, Lamar, Tannehill, Baker, and Kirk Cousins. So he's got Tannehill at eight. Which I think that's a little bit more accurate than the other one, but I flip Cliff. Lot. I was kind of eye. saying
2: this. I was kind of saying this before we got on, but like those those five, I think, are are interchangeable depending on who's doing this list. I mean, the Josh Allen thing. Josh Allen is the best young quarterback in the NFL under twenty five. I mean, he is. Uh, dude's an absolute stud and is only getting better every year. Uh, I don't. I don't know that he's better than Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson's my favorite quarterback in the NFL. Um, I don't, I don't think as a, as a quarterback, I don't think Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. I don't. Okay, I mean, I, I think, he, I think he's a better playmaker.
0: What about uh one name that we haven't even mentioned yet? What about Matthew Stafford? Would you not put Matthew Stafford ahead of Kirk Cousins? I was just Stafford about to have say, I was about to say, I mean, it, yes, I would. Yeah. If yes. you, if you sit here and ask me right now, who would you rather have? behind center, Matthew Stafford or Kirk Cousins, I think nine times out of ten, maybe ten out of ten, I'm going with Matthew Stafford. I'm taking him ahead of Matt Ryan at this point now too.
1: I think I'm going to – I'm already going to be watching the NFL Sunday ticket and whatnot, but, dude, like I'm going to hone in and watch. I'm going to focus on the NFC West this season because all those teams are so good. Like I, I would love to see four teams from the NFC West make the playoffs. I know that's probably there's a, possible.
0: There's, That's probably going to be the best. Three
1: can get in 100%. So and you got all good quarterbacks out there. I know Jimmy G's on the on the, the fence there. Um, uh, but you know, if Trey Lance plays, it's still gonna be an interesting division to watch. But you got Wilson, Kyler, and Stafford on the same division.
2: Yeah, Dude. I was gonna say there if, if I'm taking a quarterback, I'm taking Herbert and Kyler both over Matt Ryan or um Kirk cousins or Kirk yeah. Cousins I would yeah. too.
1: It, it's interesting, man, and it's fun to kind of look at these rankings and I'm glad we didn't make them. So we're not getting backlash for it, but <laughs> um, I still think I, I'm really concerned why, confused why they didn't put uh Watson in any of these. I mean, I understand the off the field stuff, but are, do people really think he's going to go like on the commissioner's list? Like, is, is he not going to play this season? I don't know. I think there's I, I think there's a good chance he might not play. honestly.
0: I mean, I, mean,
2: it, it, I think it's going to depend on how long the the whole lawsuit draw drags out, and we know true. you know the legal system. I mean, these things can draw out for years. So, and yeah, don't
0: dude, forget the fact, really fact no too teller. that he does. Don't forget the fact that he doesn't even want to play in Houston this season either. Yeah. So, don't tell him what happens there.
1: Yeah, 100%. You're right. Which I would love if he doesn't play in Houston this season. Same. Would love. See, uh, Tyrod Taylor, sling it for him. And they're, what, eight running backs they have? Texans are yeah. a mess, man. Texans they are a mess. Don't they
2: have a bunch of tight ends, too?
1: I think so. I made a bet with a guy. You guys will like this. I made a bet with a guy at my neighborhood pool Saturday. He is a big Urban Meyer fan. So yeah, it's, it's just kind of random in itself. Um, he bet me that the Jags are going 12 and five this season. What? Twelve, 12 and, and five. five. The I Jags 21. will go 12 and five. I said, brother, you know that means like. They'll probably win the division, right? They're like like no worse than like a four seed in the AFC. He's like, yeah, and I was like, the easiest fifty bucks I've ever made in my life. A hundred percent. So I said they might have twelve losses by week thirteen. Yeah, I'm just kidding. They probably won't. I'm actually, guys. If we're being I mean, honest, we'll have that talk later on. But like the Jags are going to be kind of mm-hmm. they'll be better this year than they have in the past. I don't
2: know. I don't. I don't. I. I don't know that Urban Meyer is going to be successful in the NFL.
1: I just think quarterback play.
2: I think Trevor Lawrence is is the is the – well, According according to them, Trevor hasn't even won the starting job yet. Also, yep. So.
1: Dude, Jags and the Jag. Jags are going to Jag. All right. Well, that's that. Um, some exciting news though. That something we've been have been talking about for freaking years, guys, is the Titans bringing back the Oilers uniforms. And and it's kind of been out of their hands. They weren't allowed to do it. The NFL's denied it time and time again. But the NFL announced last week that they are allowing a alternative helmet for the 2022 season. So, fingers crossed that the Oilers uniforms are back next year, if not the year after that. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I hope so, um, dude. I w- I would love to see them wearing the the <laughs> 1997 Tennessee Oilers throwback. Um, it's sick. I have the I have the Eddie George Mitchell and S jersey in that. Um, yeah. It's one of my favorite uh, uniforms of all time. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope it happens. It, I think a lot of it depends on if the Titans actually applied for it because um, they had to do the, submit the paperwork prior to this announcement even coming out yeah. so.
1: So it says teams must also let the league know if they plan to move forward with an alternate, alternate helmet by the end of July.
2: Oh, okay. interesting
0: i tell you what, though. There are three people that I think are very excited for this to happen, possibly. Number three would be A.J. Brown. He's talked about the Warren Moon jersey and how cool that is. Yeah. Two is Derek Henry because he's always wanted to wear it. We haven't seen it since the Titans did in the Pro Bowl game against Buffalo years ago. One person that I think is probably the most excited that maybe y'all might not expect me to say is friend of the show, Rep Bryant. Rhett Bryan yeah. is a huge advocate for this. And he has always, always loved those old school Titans uniforms.
2: Yeah, he, he's uh he's had some tweets about it show, showcasing his assignment for sure. Back I think another when, another player that's decided is clearly Taylor to one. Facts. He's he's talked a lot about it too.
1: Back when uh, I interned with 3HO, shout out three HO with Blaine, Mickey, and uh, Brent. Mickey and I always talked about at the time, like the the Thursday Night Football was the biggest thing, the Color Rush, how they should move Thursday Night Football, and it should be Throwback Thursdays, yeah. And that's that's the night the teams would wear the Throwback jerseys, which would be incredible TV in itself. So, and you got to think, guys, like the Oilers have probably some of the best uh, Throwback uniforms, but dude, like there's some teams out there that would make some really good, you know, the, you got the the Kelly Greens and uh, Philly. Um, Cream signals in Tampa Bay. Yeah. The, the, even the Patriots, old oh, white helmets, love those. The yeah. red helmets in Atlanta. Like this, there's a lot of teams that have options. Um, so I'm excited to see just as the NFL as a whole. I hope a lot of teams participate because um, the more the merrier. But um, d- does this mean the, uh, the, red, the uh, Washington football team, do they go back to the Redskins? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing?
0: Bro, I, there's no way. No, no I'm just kidding. Not, they, they would yeah. never. Hey, speaking of that real quick, do you think that the Jags mustard yellow color rush, were, do you think those are the worst in the league for color rush uniforms or do you think there's somebody worse? I
2: think
1: it's pretty bad. That's Probably the worst, yeah.
0: It's up there, I think. but.
1: And we had to see those twice.
0: Yeah. Bro, Down and there,
1: there ain't up here.
0: And every single time, yeah, because the Titans were in those smurf blue mm-hmm. uniforms and the Jags are in those yellow ones.
1: It was a tough watch.
2: I tell you what though Mariota looked clean in that smurf look. Oh no doubt. So, he, he's like the perfect obviously like I guess him being in Oregon we got used to him being in like wild uniforms but he's yeah. just like the perfect fit
1: for a uniform like that. 100 percent. The eight just look good man the I said, have always these type clean uniforms honestly <laughs> yeah I, th- I, I mean I, the ones that we have now I mean, I, I I can never see us wearing something else again. Yeah, I just I love the helmet too much to be honest with you. Same. We're gonna get to the point.
0: We're gonna get to the point one day where the white helmets become the retro helmets over the. Oh ones. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: I, I dread that day.
1: They kind of already are. I mean, we're what five years from now? Four years?
2: Yeah, close to it. Yeah,
1: they're getting there. Um, I got a sad story for you guys real quick. So back when I again real quick interned with Three HL. I knew we were going to Titans training camp. And so I was kind of dragging my internship out a little bit longer. I knew, like, I could have left a week or two before they went to training camp. But I just asked them, say, hey, you guys care if I just stick around until we go to training camp. We were going to be on the field. Uh, they, were in, they were interviewing Mariota that day. and I was like, I have to go. I have to do this
2: you it's 3ho used to have the tent set up yes right, right yeah. there yeah right the locker
1: room yeah so we sat there throughout the entire practice watch practice from on on the field that was the coolest one of the coolest things i've ever done and um they interviewed mariota after and i brought my backpack with me and i had a very new um mariota jersey i got for christmas the christmas before So I brought it in my backpack, and he sits down, and as he's leaving, he signed a few things for fans. And, like, uh, Mickey brought him a few things. Brent had him a few things, like, for his kids, their kids. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to add my jersey in there too. So he signs it. Very nice. I had a picture with him. I still have. And um, I was going to, you know, put it up in my man cave one day, and then Mariota didn't pan out like we wanted Mariota to. So it kind of just collected dust in the closet. And so I posted on Facebook Marketplace a couple months ago. Didn't get any bids. I, I guess I overpriced it for way too much, and people were, like, leaving really bad comments on it. Um, you'll never get this much for it, this and that, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I thought, like, some collector would want to buy it. Some Titans fans, some diehard Preston Pin, shout-out Preston Pin would want to buy it. And, uh, no, nothing, nothing ever happened. So my wife just last week said, hey, I sold your Mariota jersey. And I said, What? I was like, I didn't know you, you had it listed. She said, yeah. So somebody came and got it last week, and it is now uh, going to be sold at a sports memorabilia shop later on. Oh. So they're opening one here, here wow. in town. I met the guy, so he, he's opening one here in town, Chris. So
0: it'll oh, be nice. the one day.
1: So that just a long story short, but uh, it's gone. So sad day. Speaking of jerseys, Golden Tate is looking for a new jersey. And uh, he went on a radio show in New York talking about where he wanted to play. And he named the Tennessee Titans yeah. as a place that he wanted to play. What are y'all's thoughts on that? It yeah. comes up every
0: single time he's a
2: free agent. Every single time. You know, I've always felt kind of connected to the Golden Tate because uh, <laughs> on his draft night, uh, he was, he's good friends. Uh, we have a mutual friend. Uh, shout out Libby, uh, my dear friend Libby. Gotcha. And on his, on his draft night, we reached out, you know, congratulated him. Uh, so, I've always, you know, I was part of his draft night. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so, you know, I I think Golden would be a cool fit here. Uh, I, you you would think that uh, being the third wide receiver on the field with Julio and A.J. would open up a whole lot for you. So, I'd be down with it. Um, it needs to be cheap. but
0: yeah. yeah, it'd have to be cheap. It would have to be cheap. But, I mean, it'd be cool, like you said. I mean, you talk about you talk about a, a receiving core that you would have, though. Yeah,
2: I mean, he's probably going to hang it up soon, so why not? Why not end it in his home state, his home city?
1: I've heard mixed things on Golden Tate. He's a bad locker room guy.
2: I mean, him and Jalen Ramsey like fought last year.
1: Remember that? Well, That's because they. Jaylen, they have, that was the they sister. Have, yeah, they have legit, yeah, yeah. They there, got beef legit beef. Yeah. <laughs> And I love Jalen, but I can I can see why Golden Tate doesn't like him. Yeah, cheating cheating sure. on his cheating on his sister. So yeah. um, I get the, Yeah, I don't know. I'm not the biggest Golden Tate fan, to be honest with you. I don't think we desperately need him like we did, you know, a month and a half ago before Julio signed. So I think without Julio, Golden went
2: to PJP, right? Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah Pope John Paul. Yeah. Um, I can see why it was come back. Obviously, I bet he's still got a lot of family here, um, but. I don't, I truly really don't think it makes sense for the Titans uh, to sign him, and I just don't think he's a fit. I think the Titans have their, their slot my, guy and Josh Reynolds.
2: My only concern is I don't think it's a fit either. I mean, I'd, I'd rather you know those that fourth or fifth be you know depth uh, like young guys, a uh, lot of potential kind of guys. Um, but if an injury happens in the in that top three, uh, you got to be kind of worried about depth. You know, it's um, if.
0: If you do go – say say hypothetically they do go with Golden, then that takes away either a Dez Fitzpatrick or a Cam or a Westbrook Equina. somebody like that would then most I, th- I think
2: Marcus Johnson is going to make the roster. So
1: Hey, I'm still holding out hope for Marcus, for Mason Kinsey, for Cody Hollister. Like those guys, I still think they have a shot. Um, yeah. I've seen a lot of – about Mason Kinsey.
2: I would not be shocked if A.J. Browns are only returning my receiver from last year. Would not shop me because so, AJ, so, AJ, so, so, AJ yeah. Julio, yeah. Josh Reynolds, those top three. Dez, Dez, right, there. Dez right there. So there's sure. four, sure. and then your next next two could be Marcus Johnson and and a Mason Kinsey or or somebody else. You know, yeah. Um, I honestly
0: think that Dez could be a sleeper. I'm not gonna say like a, a like an absolute like take over the offense, but I think that Dez is a guy that when he gets comfortable could really show out. Honestly.
1: Yeah, be interesting. I can't wait to do our uh, roster projection podcast.
2: I would. I also would not be shocked if there's three or four uh, wide receivers on the practice
0: squad. Do Do we still have Chris? Do you still have our projection sheets that we that we all did last year?
2: Let's see. We both. We all got a lot wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. I had sixty-one right, nineteen wrong. You had 61 right, 19 wrong. No, oh, Brad had 61 right, 19 wrong. Austin, you had 64 right, 16 wrong.
1: I, I Listen, I, I vividly remember who we were talking about somebody last year that we thought would make the roster, and they did, and y'all said he wouldn't. It was a cornerback. No, Chris, it was uh, Chris uh, Jackson.
2: It was, yeah, it was Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. Yep. Shout
1: out Chris he was Jackson.
2: The, he was one you got right.
1: Shout out Chris Jackson. And he actually played good last year, man. Titans into him a lot in, in a lot of different situations, special teams and defense. Yeah. Um, all right. You know who is making the roster this year? Because he's literally the only person they have tied in is Anthony <coughs> Ferguson.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: And Anthony Ferguson and his buddies, I think there was 42, 43 tight ends, got together in Nashville this past weekend uh, yeah. for that tight end university summit that Greg Olsen. The big dogs, Jordan, too. Yeah, yeah. dude. Olsen, Kittle, and Kelsey put it together, which I think is fantastic. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, they all come to Nashville. They worked out at Lipscomb Academy because that's where Kittle's dad works under Trent Dilfer, uh, Bruce Kittle. And so they were all there and kind of spent time together, uh, learning from each other. And uh, and Kittle lives in
2: uh, Nashville in the off season. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of guys do. I, I, yeah. I would, I would I saw- love to know – at the first
2: National SC game, uh, I was like right by the the entrance where they run yeah. on the field, and Kittle was there, like right in L- front of me.
1: Last year, right? Yep. Yeah. I think a lot of guys do, like even players that like we we don't think do. Yeah. Do. TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson just, just moved to yeah, Nashville. I, did. I went on Reddit. Really, and, Chris? You ever get on Reddit and look at the Titans stuff on Reddit? I do. Yeah. Oh my god, it is almost worse than Titans Facebook.
2: Yeah, Somebody was.
1: Somebody was like, uh saw T.J. Hawkinson was buying a house in Nashville. He's also been on busting with the Boys. Y'all think it's time to trade for him? <laughs> I was like, y'all think John Robinson thinks that way? He's on busting no with the Boys. Shot. He's going to trade for T.J. Hawkinson? Yeah, that's how it, that's how it goes. The
0: this sem- yeah, that's that's like, like Tyron Matthew earlier today said, hey, I'd be interested in coming in on the bus. That would be like saying the exact same thing. Do you think we should trade for him as a safety? Yeah.
2: I wouldn't have mind having Honey Badger on the team, but. Yeah, or TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Um, for sure.
1: No doubt. But, you I just, what I'm getting at though is I really hope that, you know, there's a lot of. Furkshire isn't needed as much this season as he was before Julio got here, in my opinion. Um,
2: I think this makes him a breakout candidate.
1: 100%. There's less I mean, pressure man, off there's this season. There's so
2: little pressure now. Yeah. It's – uh, I mean, let's let's be honest. Like, Ferkshire was tied in one at the the last part of the season last year. John was blocking. That was all John was
1: mainly doing. Ferkshire was tied in one. If you go back and look at a lot of Titans highlights, Ferkshire's made some big catches in some big games for Tannehill. They get a, they got good chemistry before this even happened. So, he's um, somebody Tannehill trusts. So I'm excited to to kind of. See what happens in the season, but
2: and apparently somebody down in trust too because he wanted him back, You know,
1: he's not your long term tight end answer, but I, there's no problem sticking with Firkshire and let him prove himself for one more year. So I'm I, I'm, I'm about it. ASAP, Firk fan for sure.
2: I'm I, I'm excited. I, I mean, he's a guy that I, I've thought could could be really special the last couple of years, and to see that he's more than likely going to get the chance to be tight end one coming into the season. Yeah, I mean that's. It's pretty
0: cool. Hey, speaking of being excited, Austin, I apologize if you asked this earlier. I don't I don't think you did. I don't think we hit on it yet, but you really, just not on the last pod when Julio.
1: Yeah, no, For the, sorry, Brett, you broke out. Sorry, buddy. For those that didn't hear Brett, the last time we had our podcast, Chris was at the beach, so it was just Brett and I, and right. it was the week after Julio was traded. So, Chris, what was your initial reaction when the Titans traded for Julio Jones?
2: Yeah, uh, that's one of those things I'll, like, I I remember where I was when I found out we got Randy Moss. I'll always remember exactly where I was when we got Julio Jones. I was driving on Main Street in North Myrtle Beach. Uh, I was riding. I was in the passenger um, and uh, was on Twitter and got the text from Brett that said, go to Twitter or whatever it said. Um, And, you know, that's that's one of those things that you'll remember for a long time because that's I mean, this is a, this is a Hall of Fame wide receiver coming to the Titans. So um, I'm excited. Uh, I think the thing that excites me most about a top three of, of Julio, AJ, and Josh Reynolds is that all three of them can play all three receiver positions. Um, so the ability to just float and move those guys all over the field is going to be, uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to increase the creativity of the offense exponentially um to be able to you know throw aj in the slot one play and then josh in the slot one play and then julio in the slot one play like that flexibility is is uh going to be awesome and the other thing i like about julio is that he's a willing blocker uh for for his running back so especially you know the relationship him and Derek have uh you know that's going to be even uh even more likely of, of him wanting to do that so i it's a perfect fit uh vastly upgrades the offense vast upgrade over Corey davis um i'm excited
1: that's exactly what i wanted to hear you just got me fired up all over again <laughs> i'm excited um all right well brett you where are you headed right now where are you going you're Gatlinburg.
0: i'm headed towards gatlinburg tennessee that's correct
1: nice dude what are you doing up there
0: uh bro i it's just a little week vacation we're gonna go to gatlinburg gonna go to dollywood um, they got like a little treetop park with a bunch of zip lines and, uh, things like that. So that'd be really cool. And then to a uh, splash country to the water park. Um, and for me, it's my first time doing any of this. I've been to Gatlinburg like two or three times, but I've never done any of the attractions. So this is a first for awesome. me. So I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Good for you, dude. If you can, only thing I would suggest, Chris, maybe you have another suggestion. If you if you guys go eat, um, go eat at Paula Deen's. Uh, Paula Deen's. Yeah, dude. It's like a family style buffet um they, if you ask for like uh, it's kind of like a meet and three kind of thing but they bring you out massive bowls of whatever you want and you can kind of keep ordering over and over again so polo i
2: assume the uh, the stuff you were talking about up in the mountains probably anakista uh, if not go to anakista but that place is
0: super cool i think anakista is one of the places we're headed to actually so i'm yeah. looking forward to it yeah that's really cool
1: well, listen, it's been fun, Chris. I'm glad you're back. Brett, I'm glad we get to do this uh, together again. Uh, I mean, not a whole lot to talk about right now. Titans-wise, is pretty quiet, off-season stuff, camp ended. Um, but I guess, guys, the next time we, we'll talk, um, if nothing crazy happens before that, dude, training camp's coming up, boys. It's time to start thinking about rosters and, and projections and predictions. So I hope you guys are starting to think about that and and kind of getting ideas of what you guys want to want to predict and, and have on the uh, record for the 2021 season. But... Um, we're getting there i'm i'm, I'm slowly now paying um uh, back my or like paying off my titans tickets so uh, those are coming to a to an end so i'm happy to to get that going and uh get these tickets in but um oh real quick hold on pause before i end this we want the Preds in nissan stadium in nissan dude stadium.
2: Lo-
1: bro the I coolest
0: the, thing the coolest the announcement
2: thing. video with uh of the all the Preds players wearing yeah. their Titans jerseys and stuff.
1: I forgot about it. We had to talk about that. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's super exciting.
2: Yeah, I've, I've been wanting to win a classic uh, or for a stadium series, you know, for a long time. So, and, I'm and stoked. It, I'm, I will 100% get
1: tickets. 100%. It could be against the defending Stanley Cup champions if the Lions yeah. end up winning it. So, that's something else yeah. to pretty cool. Yeah, and this matchup, let's talk about
2: that for a minute. You know, you got a U.S. versus a Canada team, which is uh, which is really cool in the, in the finals. And then you got Shea Weber with Shea a chance Weber. to win one. Uh, hard to re- – I, I actually like Tampa Bay a lot. Uh, I like to build out of their team and stuff. But I'm rooting for Shea 100%.
1: It's going to be tough, though, dude. I think Tampa's got it. Dude,
0: yeah, Tampa, Bay set up for, Tampa Bay is set up for success for a long time, too. Hey, yeah. Listen,
1: and I know we, we talked about it before, I think, right after the books from the Super Bowl. But, like, is there a better town, sports town right now, than Tampa Bay? The lightning no. are killing it. The, I mean, the Rays were just in the World Series. The Bucks, like Yeah, they're on fire right now. I always find, it, always find it
2: wild. Like it happens a lot, and it's happened a lot like in my lifetime, where like one team in a city will win a championship and then another team in the same city, like it becomes like a title town kind yeah. of situation. Uh and I mean it, it'd be cool to see Tampa Bay take home, you know, two championships.
1: The Dodgers Lakers just did it.
2: Yeah. We'll Boston's the- done it several times, yeah. like in the
1: same year. 100 percent We just need the we need Nashville to do it. Yep, dude. Could you imagine if the Preds and Titans winning in the same year? And <laughs> let's go get Nashville SC to win. Here one, go, Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's take three home. Y'all are, y'all are my uh, soccer correspondents. I don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling my gosh for that. But, we'll get you
2: into it at some point.
1: Uh, dude, I don't know. I really don't think so. I'll be honest.
0: Yeah, we'll get you. To a go, with i a game. I definitely want
1: to team. go to a game though. I definitely want to go yeah. and, and check that out because it looks it looks a lot of fun. Um. But, all right, for Chris Carter and Brad Raster, my name is Austin Ellison. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory, and go to broadwaysportsmedia.com for the latest Titans news, Preds news, Nashville SC news. Uh, we are brought to you by Broadway Sports Media and 440 Sports. As always, it's in the podcast. You know what we say, tighten up.
2: Tighten up.